Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 102 of the Enterprise Now podcast where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Paul Moore of Wellings Capital. Wellings Capital is an income-focused multifamily real estate investment firm centered on providing stable, yield-producing investments to clients. We talk about the concept of retirement and how it's a risky move. Paul teaches us about losing money and how he gave his way out of debt. We also talk through the difference between investing and speculating. All right, let's dig in. All right, Paul, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah! Perfecto, perfecto. First of all, Paul, let me say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. I know that you have about a million things that you could be doing, but you decided to share your time with us. So for that, we say thank you. Elsie, it's great to be on the show, and I'm super honored to be here. Thanks. Now, one of the things that I always ask my guests right up front is to tell us about themselves. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, I got an engineering degree, which was my first mistake. (laughs) I didn't really know who I was. I was a kid. I wanted to be a parapsychologist, for goodness sake. I actually wanted to study ghosts and be like a ghostbuster. And then I realized that they didn't have that degree anywhere. So I got an engineering degree and then I went on. I really started honing in on what I really wanted to do and went back and got an MBA. Went to Ford Motor Company, and within weeks of being at Ford, though I loved it at the headquarters in Detroit, I realized I was an entrepreneur at heart. I started looking for side things to do, and I spent four years off and on looking for something. And in year five, I quit Ford, and I started my own HR outsourcing company. I was actually finalist for Entrepreneur of the Year twice in a row in Michigan. And then we sold the company about 21 years ago, back in 97. And I went into semi-retirement in the Blue Ridge Mountains with my two young kids, and I had two more after that. And I had no idea how miserable so-called semi-retirement would be because I was full of energy. I started a nonprofit organization to do outreach to U.S., I mean, excuse me, international students studying in the U.S., and I got bored to death. And I want to tell anyone in your audience who's thinking that retirement, like just to kick back, would be a great goal. Well, I would really question that, at least for high-energy entrepreneurs. So I actually started flipping houses before I ever heard of flipping. 
And that was in 2000. And a buddy of mine and I did that. Then we did modular homes, stick built some homes, did a subdivision, flipped two or, two or three dozen high-end waterfront lots. And I found myself from 98 to 2008 going from almost $2 million in the bank to $2.5 million in debt. That was no fun. But I actually was able to crawl out of that 13 months later through a lot of prayer. Actually, we gave our way out of debt, Elsie. Actually, my family decided to start giving as if we were making half a million dollars a year. It was a crazy idea. And we, our backs were like completely against the wall. So we had, well, we had something to lose, but we were going to lose it anyway. And all of a sudden, four weeks into that giving thing, we came up with an idea, like a light bulb moment at a Subway restaurant that changed our lives. And we were debt-free in 13 months. But anyway, after that, I built a multifamily uh, facility with a partner. We built a Hyatt Hotel, which actually was a failure. We built it in the wrong location at the wrong time. Then I got back into multifamily investing, and now I raise money for a company that does apartments, and also we raise money for self-storage units. So that's a little bit about me, at least on the work side. However, my personal life is just every bit as important. It's all integrated, I feel. And so I got a family of four, been married for almost 31 years. We live here in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia and love and life. Awesome. I have so many questions that I don't know where to start. So let's backtrack just a little bit and just a little bit more about you. What's your favorite thing to do? Well, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this. I, I think I'm not supposed to say this, but it really is. I love my work. And I told somebody about six or eight months ago that when I have some time off, they say, what do you like to do to be like to get downtime? I said, well, I like to really work on weekends. And that's not really true. That was exaggeration. But I really do love my work. And I really feel like all my life, including my work, my hobbies, my family, everything I'm doing, I'm trying to raise a lot of money, like a billion dollars to fight human trafficking and rescue its victims. I feel like it's all one big package. And so that's who I am. Awesome. Now, let's talk a little bit about your journey here. So you went from having $2 million in the bank to being debt-free. Talk a little bit about that. How did you do that? Yeah, what happened is I had almost $2 million in the bank when we sold our company to a publicly traded firm in 1997. And I set up this nonprofit organization, bought a farm on the top of a mountain in the Blue Ridge Mountains sunk all kinds of money into real estate. And I actually didn't know the difference between speculating and investing. And I really believe that investing is when you have a chance to make a profit and your principal is secure. But speculating is when you have a chance to make a profit and your principal is not secure. And so I love real estate because it does give you a security of principal. And that was what we had. But we also had a ton of debt, two and a half million dollars in debt. And that's where we found ourselves in the year 2008 when the whole crisis hit with the U.S. So like I said, our back was against the wall. We began to give our way out of debt. We began to give a substantial amount to nonprofits, our church, etc., every single week. And like I said, 13 months later, a lot of sweat, a lot of thinking, a lot of prayer. We were debt-free. So that's my journey. Wow, what a story. So talk a little bit about a mindset. What kind of mode of thinking do you have to be in to approach it that way? Because most people will look at that and they would say, that's the opposite of what you should do. You should actually save more and not give more. So how do you get there in terms of mindset to approach it that way? Well, honestly, that was an emergency situation. And I just really thought, if God is for real, then I want to prove 
to the world and to my family, especially my four young kids, that he will come through. I believe if he made a promise that he would keep it. Now, I honestly don't think he promised to get me out of debt. I really don't. But I really thought, well, I'm my back's against the wall. I'm going to give this a shot. And it really worked out. But I think the mindset, honestly, Elsie, is just believing that it's better to give than receive. I think it's that simple. Gotcha. Now, what's amazing to me, just hinting, building off of what you said, is how God is like a father, right? I think of me and my own children and some of the things that they do. And I'm like, why would you do that? Do you deserve for me to bail you out? No, but I'm a loving father and I'll bail you out anyway. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about him the most is that even though he doesn't have to do it, he does. Yeah, it's very, very true. I mean, if you think about how you treat your kids, especially when they're really young, I mean, not when they're like 18 necessarily, but when they're really, really young, you want to help them out and you smile and you laugh when they stub their toe. I mean, not when they're crying because they stub their toe, but you don't get mad because they're trying to walk and they trip and fall down. You're delighted in a really young kid who's trying to walk. And I think that's how God feels about us almost all the time. I think he's delighted with us. I think that's his general mode, not angry. Absolutely agree. Kind of building off that too, if you have to say, we're talking about belief and higher powers, superpowers, what's your superpower? I went through this mentoring thing to raise, I mean, excuse me, to do apartments, to buy apartments, to raise money for apartments. And when I did that, I did not believe that I could raise money. I did not believe that I could go out and talk to hundreds of investors. And so I delayed for two years. I delayed doing it. I kept trying this trick or that trick, or we'll do it on the internet, or we'll get this big investor in China with millions who will fund everything. And I kept putting it off. And finally, my mentor said, don't call me again. I was paying him. Don't call me again until you've done what I told you to do for a year or two. And that hurt. And he said that in front of other people on the call. But you know what? I decided that day I was going to learn to do it. And you know what? It's the funnest thing I do now. And it's the thing I enjoy most. And it's the thing I'm best at. So I'd have to say raising capital for real estate and other types of deals is my superpower. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. Now, take us back to that moment when your mentor told you that. What was your initial knee-jerk reaction? I know you mentioned that you were surprised and a little bit hurt by it, but how does one process that? Your mentor, that person that you're paying, right, says, don't call me again until you have done what I've told you to do. What goes through your mind? Actually, I'm the kind of person who loves open conversation, confrontation, and all that. So I actually really liked it, even though it hurt and it was embarrassing. But yeah, I actually, thankfully, the day after that call, 
I actually went to a seminar that talked about having the right mindset and doing this kind of thing. So I was actually able to put those two events together and I said, okay, we're going to do this. But even that came through prayer because I've got a bunch of journal entries. I got hundreds of pages of journaling I'm going through right now from the last few years to reviewing where I've been. And I have journal items from that very week saying, I have no idea where we'd even find the first investor to talk to. And so I journaled about it. I prayed about it. I tried to come up with some kind of crazy idea. I thought, what if I can come up with something that I have never thought of before? And you know what? Within weeks, actually within two months, I had come up with three creative ideas I had never thought of before. And those three are three of the four things I'm doing now that are helping me meet hundreds of investors. And it's just been a great fun ride. Awesome. So if you had to nail it down to your top one or two, what would you say your keys to success are? So I'm really, really driven and I can really, really jump around. Like I can go from task to task and even look ADD or ADHD, whatever you call it. So for me, I mean, if an email comes in, I want to read it. I want to respond to it. If a call comes in, I want to jump for it. So actually, I read a book called The One Thing by Jay Papazon and Gary Keller. And that book taught me to actually that all tasks are not created equal. And there are certain things you're going to do that are going to move the needle down the road big time toward reaching your life goals. And there are other things that can wait. And, you know, I kind of knew that. But that book really helped me realize the importance of getting structure around my time. And so I read that two years ago. I did nothing about it. I really thought I needed to. Well, about a month or two ago, I joined the One Thing program. And it's only $30 a month. This is not an ad for the One Thing, but I will tell you it's helped me immensely. I have doubled or tripled my productivity easily in the last month just applying the principles from this. And so that's one of my keys to success. And I think another one, it would be knowing, like I said earlier, knowing the difference between uh, speculating and investing. That's what I failed at so miserably that I actually started a podcast called How to Lose Money. And a lot of my podcast listeners come on and they've lost money. They've failed in a lot of different ways. And I learn a lot from all of it. But I think the way I failed the most was like, okay, so investing would have been an example of that would have been buying an apartment building that was already performing. That would be investing. Speculating would be investing in an oil and gas well, throwing tens of thousands of dollars down a hole in the ground and expecting that it would definitely pay off. And you know what? It didn't. So that's one of my big things I've learned. Now, one of my favorite questions to ask people, switching gears um, a little bit here, is if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? If I could meet anybody in history, I'd absolutely have to say it would be Jesus Christ. And I would ask him, how could you, knowing what would happen on the earth, how could you, as God, step into a human body, come to earth, live the life that you did? and die for people who were rebelling against you. How could you love that much? And I want to know how to love that much myself. And I want to hear it straight from him. Totally agree. When you um, have that conversation, email me so that I, <laughs> okay. that I could be present as well. <laughs> All right. So we've learned a lot about you, about your journey, your superpower. We talked about mindset. We talked about keys to success, all that good stuff. I want to know a little bit more about your business. What do you do? Okay. Well, my company is called Wellings Capital, and we talk to investors a lot. 
I wrote a book on multifamily investing. It's called The Perfect Investment. So we are looking eagerly for multifamily deals. In fact, we really like the Minneapolis area. And we like a lot of other parts of the country that are growing and expanding and have low unemployment and high population migration into the area. And so we're looking for apartments. And we're also looking for a few operators outside of the apartment world to invest alongside. And we're doing that now in the self-storage industry. Gotcha. So if you could point to one thing that you would say is an actionable step or tip that the enterprisers can use to improve their businesses or lives, what would that be? So I already talked about managing your life through the one thing principles. Honestly, that would be the number one thing that I would say. The book, like I said, is called The One Thing. They've got a podcast as well. And I think that's been the most dramatic thing I've ever done. The question will be, how do I deal with the monotony of success? And what I mean by that is, how do I continue to do it, even though it gets boring? And it'll be easy to go back to my default settings, which would be just to be frantic all day trying to put out fires. I tell you, I've had such a great month or two doing this that I am determined I'm going to continue. And I recommend it for all of your listeners. Awesome. So if people want to reach out to you, connect with you, ask more questions, learn about your podcast, buy your book, anything like that, how can they do that? Well, you can reach me at Wellings Capital, that's W-E-L-L-I-N-G-S, wellingscapital.com. I'm Paul at wellingscapital.com. You can find my book on Amazon. It's called The Perfect Investment. And I will tell you that one of my great life goals is to raise money, not from book sales, but I mean from people that I'm in relationship with to fight human trafficking. I don't know if how much you and your audience have heard about this, but did you know, Elsie, that the combined record profits, not normal, but record profits of Apple, Starbucks, General Motors, and Nike, if you took the highest profits they ever had, added them together, doubled that number, that would be the estimated annual revenues of human trafficking. This is a stunning problem. I want to believe that if I was alive in the 1830s and 40s, I would be standing up against slavery. I want to believe that if I was an adult in the 1960s, I'd be standing up for civil rights. Well, I also want to believe that I would be fighting human trafficking right now. And the best way I know to do it is to raise money for organizations that are already successfully operating in this arena. And so that's what I'm doing. And I would invite you and any listeners to get involved because this is a very, very serious problem that's plaguing the world right now. I agree. I agree. And offline, we'll probably, I'll connect you with some folks. That's their heart as well. So definitely something that is an issue and something that needs more good people to stand up and say enough is enough and put their money where their mouth is. Right. I agree. Thank you. All right, enterprisers, I know that I say this all the time, but I say it because it's true. Another awesome, awesome episode with another awesome, awesome, fantastic. See, he gets two awesomes and a fantastic uh, wow. entrepreneur. Paul, thank you so much for sharing your life, your experience, and your heart with us. I know I appreciate it, and I know my audience appreciates it as well. Thanks so much, Elsie. It's truly been an honor, and I'm so glad. I know you have a lot of guests you get to choose from, and I am so honored to be on your show, and thank you so much. No problem. The pleasure is all mine. Enterprisers, again, thank you so much for the support and the love. I would not be able to do what I do without you guys, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
If you haven't done so already, head out to the website and download the three P's to empowerment worksheet. I want you operating out of your awesome zone because that is where things are going to begin to flow through you, not to you. So thank you guys again. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.